We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Curry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Crossing route, Gurley makes the catch 20. First down, he hurdles. Far side of the field, stays on his feet. Inside the 10, Todd Gurley making his case for MVP. Wait, he throws back shoulder. Higby reaches out and makes an incredible catch for a first down. Off his back foot, he throws to the end zone. Cooper Cup leaping to make the catch. Out of bounds, he has it for six. He's got a knee-high snap, looking left. Now over the middle, he pump fakes. He rolls to his right with Connor Barwin pursuing. He knocks him down. The ball is thrown up in the air and batted away. Incomplete. The Rams' defense clinches it. Goff will come on the field for victory formation. The Rams' sideline across the field from us erupts in celebration. And so the playoffs are coming back to L.A. This January at the Coliseum. We, not me, versus the NFC. And for the first time since 2003, the Rams are NFC West champions. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is managing editor Derek C. Apollo with the man, the myth, the legend, Norm Hightower, for our big Rams Talk Radio full NFL season preview. How you feeling, Norm? It's here. Ready for football, man. No more Sunday. I just banged my mic. No more Sundays without NFL football anymore. I'm so excited. I almost tipped over my microphone. Like yeah. was- I'm with you, brother. I'm uh, I'm excited for the season. And, you know, as we were going through and looking at our predictions and figuring out everything, this is going to be a fun year, I think. This is going to be a phenomenal year in the NFL to watch football. 
I think so. And I'm thinking, I, oh, actually, over the course of a week now, I've gone through and simulated things over and over and over again, especially as new news has come in. We're going to talk about that. But I think I'm finally settled on where these teams are finishing. And it's weird. I just told you before, and now I wrote some articles for Clutch Points, and those articles, are, I'm already disagreeing with my own articles, just on a few finishes here and there. So it's kind of, oops. <laughs> oops. Well, you know, things change. Last-minute signings, last-minute trades, things like that can really change the outlook of a team. And, and in this case, you know, with the trade happening from yeah, Oakland, cool. it, it did affect things, in my opinion, and I think yours as well. So it's going it to be interesting. I'm excited to see how it all it's, how it's all going to work out. Well, before we get into it, we just want to, well, A, thank all of you. Our numbers since we've gone to three shows, I thought for sure they would just go, okay, they would, they would kind of flatten out because now you have so much more to listen to, so much more to choose. All of our numbers are up. So thank you. Thank you. And folks, if you want to listen to us or review us, well, A, we appreciate that. Find us on iTunes, we're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all those wonderful places. We're going to be moving into more avenues later on, iebeatradio.com. Every our shows on Wednesdays, Saturdays, and Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific time. So again, thank you. Thank you for the reviews. Thank you for subscribing. It means a lot to me. The guy who really started this thing years ago, it means a lot to Norm. I can speak for my think here that you, this is we're seeing some form of growth here, and um, I'm ready for the season. I'm ready it's for the it's season. exciting, and I do appreciate everybody listening and following and chatting and tweeting and all that fun stuff. So bring more people on. Help us grow. Help us be able to pay the bills, to keep the lights on. We really appreciate that. And let's go. It's time for our season preview. Okay. Now, I have to say this because I said in the last podcast, we were going to try to get everybody in. Listen, I tried. I made e- I sent emails. I sent text messages. I got a bunch of lame excuses like dog ate my homework. My brother has a hernia. I'm meeting Austin Davis. Stuff like that. <laughs> so, you know, you're stuck. You're just stuck with us. I'm guessing that on the Bunny Heads podcast and on Rampage Radio this week, they'll do their previews. But this is our preview. This is just be the me and Norm preview. You're stuck with us. We're the, we're the old guys that are boring that have families and and girlfriends. Yeah, and live, stay at home and do nothing but crunch numbers and watch football and films. So. All those, all those other people are out celebrating the holiday. I mean, what are they thinking? Well, except for Steve stalking Awesome Davis. I, I think that's a real thing right now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. So first up here, we have the AFC East. This is a division that has been the Patriots. They've dominated the state for years. Norm, how do you see this division going? Who are, you, who are your top – well, who are your, who's, your, who's your winner? Who's making playoffs? Who's going in? Well, New England has been dominant. They're going to dominate again, but not quite as heavy as they normally do. I still have them going 11-5. and five. I think that they'll have some struggles this year and will look a lot more beatable than years past. So I've got them going 11-5 and five and making the playoffs. i got Miami underneath them and then Buffalo and, and New, York Jets, New York Jets kind of at the cellar. Neither of those two teams doing very well. Buffalo's taking a big hit, and the Jets have a rookie quarterback this year. So... That's where I have it. Uh, you know, for me, I have the Patriots at 11-5. and five. I have them going unbeaten in the division. I have them losing their first two games of the year. Yep, same. Here. And the way I look at them right now 
is you're the best in the division by default. The other teams just aren't ready. Some took a step back. The Bills took a step back. The Jets are reloading. Who knows what the heck is going on down there in Miami? I have no clue what they're doing down there. But I think, think Miami is going to be tougher than you think, but they're still going to struggle. I, I have Miami going one and fifteen. Oh, you and I are different on that. I've got them yeah. seven and nine. Yeah, I have a one and fifteen. I have no faith in what's going down there in Miami. And, and we have a couple. You know, we had we had Sam Marco on during the tour of the league, and he was wonderful, great guest to have on. So for his sake, I hope that we're wrong. I'm wrong. But I'm not liking how Miami's looking to be honest with you. So I have a one and fifteen. I had the Jets at three and thirteen, but a, a tough three and thirteen. They're going to be in a lot of games. They're just not there yet. The Bills I have three and thirteen, basically because they have nobody but a defense, no quarterback, no nothing, no receivers. So I I look at the Patriots right now, and I think when we look at the, page, at the Patriots across the board, they're the best by default in the division. You put them in the NFC. I'm not sure they win ten games. I'm not sure they go nine and seven. Yeah, I agree. So, and and why? Why do you agree? I mean, I've just got I've gone this big rant. Why do you agree? <clears throat> well, they don't have the receivers that they had before. Yes, they've been good for a long time, and I hate saying that because you know I, everybody knows my dislike for the Patriots as well as Derek's. They're a good team. It's more coaching and a, and a few key players, but I just <laughs> they're they're kind of predictable now. What they're going to do. What they do, they do really well, but I think they're missing some pieces this year that's going to make it more difficult for them. Well, there's two things for me. Well, three. Three. They trade away Cooks. He wasn't a fit for their offense. They let other people go. All of a sudden, this is an offense without much speed at all. I that's, just... I Well, that and Edelman being suspended, too. Edelman being suspended. Then I also look at the offensive line. They, they replace Nate Solder with who? I have no idea. Exactly. You don't know. <laughs> they go up there. They they make a I thought was a great move. I wanted the Rams to take him if he was there. Isaiah win. And then of course the guy gets hurt. He's out for the year. That's a huge loss for them. And so I'm looking at this and going, well, the Patriots in the past have been over. Have, they've been able to overcome bad defense. They've been playing some bad defense the last couple of years because of Tom Brady and the skilled position players they have on offense. The scheme. I'm not convinced they're there this year. And they still, in my view, have not solved the defensive problems. I think they've improved a little on the defense, but not enough. And that's what I'm thinking. They've done it. They're trying. But let's just be honest. You can't maintain this forever, no matter how hard you try. Tom Brady is older than me. Okay, he's 40. You Is he 40 or 41? Uh, heck, I don't know. Okay. I, I try can't not, do this forever. I try not to follow too much on the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> They they trade Jimmy G. They trade Jimmy G. That was going to be their guy, apparently. They traded him away. So they have no one sitting behind him ready to pick up. It's just they're in flux. I'm not saying they're going to be down and down for good. They're going to be 11-5-ish and this year. They'll probably recover in the offseason. But what happens when Tom Brady and Bill Belichick retire? Right. So, okay. Now, across the board. NFC East, I, I know I've been waiting to hear your thoughts on this because we just briefly hit it the other day, and you told me you have some big thoughts about the Eagles and Cowboys. Okay, who wins the division, who are your playoff teams, and what are your records you got? Well, again, I went back and revisited things and, and looked at things, and I've got Dallas winning the division at 12-4. and four. And I know I just saw Derek's you know, eyes roll back in his head, but... 
I think they're going to be better than you think. Um, I've got them at 12 and 4, going to the playoffs. I have Philly at 8 and 8. I think they take a step back. They're talented, but I think they have a lot of things going on right now. And I think they're going to go 8 and 8. I got the Redskins at 7 and 9, and the Giants at 6 and 10. Okay. Before I go there, because I'm still trying to digest this. <laughs> What are your thoughts on this division? You said, you know, Giants 6 and 10, Redskins 7 and 9, so on and so forth. Why those records? What did you see on these rosters that make you think that? Well, I, I think the biggest shocker for everybody is going to be Philly more than anything. I, I think Dallas has always had the potential. They've just had, you know, like last year, they had the whole Ezekiel Elliott controversy going on and a lot of distractions. I think they were a better team than, than they showed up to be. Philly, Carson Wentz isn't going to be ready to go. Nick Foles is a serviceable quarterback, and if the chips fall where they're supposed to, he can do really well. But I also see him struggling at times. And, you know, the NFC is tough this year. They're going to play a lot of tough teams. And I just see him struggling and losing some close games going 8-8. Eight eight. The Redskins, Alex Smith, know Alex Smith very well. He's a very... Uh, above-average quarterback that doesn't really move the ball down the field much. So I, I think Washington will be sturdy and consistent, but I think they'll finish at 7-9. and nine. The Giants, you know, this was a tough one for me because I had going through, you know, the, the whole schedule. There were a couple of games where I could flip a coin and say the Giants will win it and lose it. I just don't think they're ready yet. They've made some good moves. You know, Saquon Barkley is going to be a stud in the NFL, I'm sure. I just don't think they're, with all the turmoil they had last year and all the things they had going on, and their defense, their corners, <laughs> they don't have much for corners. So I worry that they're going to get scored on a lot, and I just don't think Eli and their offense is going to be able to put up enough points. So I have them losing some close ones and finishing at 6-10. and 10. All right, and this is kind of a little embarrassing for me because I actually already submitted my article in the NFC East, and I had things a little switch. Now, if I go back, if I could go back now, I would already change it. And so, I'm, I'm going to give you guys the the changes for me. I have the Eagles going 12 and four. Their schedule early on isn't difficult enough to where they can't overcome Nick Foles struggling, and Wentz is going to be back sooner rather than later. The Cowboys, to me, the way the roster is built, especially the receivers, I just, it's not, it's not a whole lot game-breaking wise. The tight ends are questionable. Offensive line's great. This is going to, this team's going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball well. They're going to, they're going to do fine, but they're not going to be explosive. The defense has potentially great, but it's also a defense that's been inconsistent. You have guys who you don't know who'll be on the field or not, and don't know if they can stay healthy. Did you look at I their just, line, their defensive line? I did, I did, I did. <laughs> and it's it's not that I think they can't go twelve and four. I'm looking at their schedule going, they have other teams that have talent too. This their schedule's not easy. No, it's not. It's not. So I have them going seven and nine. Would I be surprised if they went Nine and seven or ten and six, no. But I had them seven and nine. The Giants I have them at six and ten. And a lot of that is has everything to do with another division. And what I saw another team doing in our division, we'll talk about that in a minute. That you know, that just kind of affects the whole frame of how the standings fall out. The Giants I think will be better than they were last year. I think they're on the right path. I think they've made a lot of good moves. The cornerback position that you were talking about, Janoris Jenkins on one side, 
Ohio State's Eli Apple, who totally underwhelmed in his his rookie year, is the other guy. That's the guy I think you have to watch out for. If he can figure it out, that giant secondary will be a lot better than we thought it was. I just – and I'm an Ohio State guy. i got to be honest. I, a lot of people were high on him. I wasn't. So, with the Redskins, I Alex Smith is an upgrade for what they want. And I disagree. He does move the ball downfield. Well, I, I didn't mean that. I meant he's not a deep ball thrower. Yeah, he's not a deep ball thrower. But he, and he's never going to be, you know, the kind of guy who puts up Peyton Manning-like numbers or Tom Brady-like numbers. He puts up good numbers. He, he completed almost 70% of his passes last year. Yeah. It's just that who else they have that offense right now? They just lost Darius Geis for the year. They don't turn it over much. That's that's where Alex Smith comes in. So yeah, they lose their running back. Their receivers are eh. I go three and thirteen, and I, I'm saying a lot of these records are the Giants and the Redskins, not because I think they're as horrible as a record. In the case, the same for the Jets over the AFC East. It's just the way the schedule falls for them. These teams are probably be better than the record says they are, in my view. Really, we only have Dallas and Philly flip-flop. That's it. I mean, you have the Giants better than the Skins. I have it the opposite. But, we're I mean, we're really close to the numbers. So, okay. before we move on to our next two divisions, let me back up. Your playoff team there is the Cowboys. Correct. My playoff team is the Eagles. And then in the AFC East, your playoff team is the Patriots, and so is mine. Yep. Great. Okay, so there's our playoff teams. Folks, Jim Hawk has been an outstanding sponsor for us, and uh, we, we can't help but be grateful for everything he's done. He wrote this great book. He wrote this book called Hollywood Teen Grit Glamour in the 1950s Los Angeles Rams. This book tells the story of his, of his dad. It's his dad. The 1950s Rams, through the lens of his dad, John, who was offensive lineman for the team from 1953 to 1957. Check out this son's story of his father and the team played for in the era of Blitz, Glamour, and future Hall of Famers. Read about players like Norm Van Brocklin, Elroy, Crazy Lakes Hurst, Tom Fears, Les Richter, all of them in this story about the 1950s LA Rams. You can find the book online, so HollywoodsTeam.com or on Twitter at HollywoodsTeam. It's available both hardback or electronic form on at uh, yeah, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and also they're on various other booksellers on the net. Folks, read it. Norm read it. I mean, that tells you something. He read it. It shocked me the other day. He told me that. It's just, and I'm, if I'm honest here, I'm losing track of my words. And I know I do that sometimes. I'm losing track of my words. Just as I was going through this read, I was just thinking of really how thankful I am for Jim Hawk this year and what he's done for us and what he's done to show his support for what we do. So, folks, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you, Jim. And, folks, go out there and check out this book. It's not expensive. It's well worth the read. It's worth your time. It's Hollywood's Team Grit Glamour in the 1950s Los Angeles Francis by Jim Hawk. If you're a lifelong Rams fan, this is a no-brainer that you should get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not it's not somebody, a, a, Cleveland, a Cleveland Browns fan is not going to go read it. It's not really their cup of tea, unless they're just a football fan. But if you're a Rams fan, there's a lot of good stuff in there. And it's also from an era in Rams history where there aren't a whole lot of championships. It's just a bunch of guys who are they're, they're pretty cool guys. That's what it is, and it's just a piece of history. Okay. The AFC North. This division fascinated me. I've gone back and forth over this one. What are your thoughts? Who are your division winners, your playoff team, so on and so forth? Well, I have the division winners as the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I have two teams going to the playoffs. 
And so I have Pittsburgh going 14 and 2. I think they're going to have a strong year. I think they're going to be tough. I have the Ravens going 12 and 4 right behind them. So I've got them both going to the playoffs. I've got Cincinnati at 6 and 10 and Cleveland actually winning 5 games this year at 5 and 11. So your two playoff teams are, are Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Pittsburgh would be the, the division winner. Baltimore would be a wild card. Okay, so what are your thoughts on why Pittsburgh and Baltimore where they are now? Well, Pittsburgh looks phenomenal so far in the preseason. Roethlisberger, now that he's feeling a little challenged, has went out, got himself in shape, lost a lot of weight. Uh, he looks really good. They've got a ton of offensive weapons. I mean, you know, I, every, everybody knows who they have, but they're they're going to be stout. Defensively, I think they've gotten better, and I just see them having a really strong year. Baltimore, I mean, I'm sounding like a little bit of a homer now because I'm over in this area, but I got to watch quite a bit of them so far, and they're, I think they were a better team than they played last year because of injury. If they, they were one of the most injury-plagued teams in the league last year, and if they stay healthy this year with the talent they have, I could see them really doing well and ending up 12-4. and four. Cincinnati is going to struggle. They're, I mean, I just don't see Cincinnati having the weapons that they need. And like I said, going six and ten, and then Cleveland improving, but still not there at five and eleven. So I live up here in Northeast Ohio, and I get a lot of AFC door stuff. And I have a buddy, especially who I really would like to come work with us, but for, as a matter of fact, who knows the Browns like the back of his hand, and. He told me something very interesting because I had the Browns winning six games, maybe even seven this year. And he said, there's just no way. And I said, well, why? I mean, they, they look a lot better. I mean, there's talent in that roster now. And he goes, the coaching is so bad there right now. And if you look closely at Hard Knocks, you can see it, that they just won't be able to close out games. So it's not, he says, Cleveland's year next year, they go out there and get a better staff in and they already had their eyes on certain people. And looks like, going, wow, okay, we'll see. So my view on the on the AFC North has changed a little bit. I still think the Browns are better. Here's my view. Pittsburgh, I don't have them going 14, so I have them at 10-6. To me, they didn't close the gaps at linebacker that I need them to close up to be more dominant. I have the Ravens at 8-8. Eight eight. I have no faith whatsoever at Flacco. None. None. No faith in Flacco. Sorry. Don't have it. The Browns I have at five and eleven. They, I, I have them shocking Pittsburgh in week one, believe it or not, and actually starting off four and two before they kind of fall off. So the Bengals at five and eleven. Now I just think they're done with, with uh, Marvin Lewis. I think they're done with Marvin Lewis. I think he's done all he can do there. The Cincinnati staff is worn out. Welcome, and it's time to go. Fair enough. So my playoff team is Pittsburgh. You have two. Baltimore and Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh winning the division. Fourteen and two. Yep. Man, you're that high on that. Wow. Wow. You'll when we get finished with this, you'll see how high I am on them. Oh, okay. Here we go. The NFC North. Well, again, I have two playoff teams. And one's gonna be a surprise. <laughs> I have Minnesota winning it at thirteen and three. Uh they're just a good team. They've, they've got some issues, though. Uh, they've got some injuries, and I could be wrong here, but I, I see them still being a dominant team and going 13-3. and three. 
The Packers, I have going 11-5, and five, but they're not my second playoff team. I actually have the Bears now after this trade. They've made some great moves this year, and they look really good. I have them going 11-5 and five and ousting Green Bay for a wild card spot. I have Detroit going 3-13. and 13. Time for a change in Detroit. They just made a change. Bigger change. <laughs> they just made a change. All right. So, for me, I have the Vikings at 11-5 winning division. I think last year they overplayed their talent. Or I'm not sure, overproduced, they overachieved a little bit. It'll come back down, back down to earth, 11-5. I had the Packers go 11-5. And I had the Bears go 11-5. A three-way tie, 11-5. The difference being, the Bears, I had them losing three games in division where the Packers and the Vikings lose two. Vikings win the division, Packers the wild card, Bears 3-3 three and three on the outside looking in. And then I had the Lions at 6-10, and 1-5 the division. The Lions, to me, have enough pieces to stay competitive. They're going to fight a lot of teams. They'll win a few games, but they're falling behind the pack down in the NFC North. They have a tough schedule, Detroit does, and I, I don't see them. I've got them going 0-6 in the division, and I, I really see them struggling. Yeah. And, and we weren't far off. I mean, I had 11-5 and for Chicago, 11-5 and for Green Bay, but I have Minnesota getting a couple more wins. I think adding Kirk Cousins is an improvement, and I think they're going to be a little better than they were last year. So, I mean, we're really close on our opinions there. Vikings, again, for me, the division winner, Packers in the wild card, Bears in the outside looking in. But for me, the Vikings, I really honestly believe, looking at their the roster overall, they just played a little bit higher than their talent level last year. So, I see them coming back a lot, especially the Bears and Packers both being better this year. Sure. And so, it just comes down to those teams being better. Okay, so, you want to... Uh, Send some special love out to Sal? Sure. Good old Sal Martinez at the Golden Ram Barbershop. Sal opened his shop on the day the Rams left for St. Louis and has kept the lights on ever since. He's built a shrine for the Rams out there that you can go see when you go out and get a haircut. So go give him a visit. He's at uh, 13755 Golden West Street in Westminster, California. His phone number, he's by appointment only, is 714-894-RAMS or 7267. Make sure you use the promo code RAMSTALK so he knows that we sent you to get a discount on an already affordable haircut. He's open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturdays from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Sundays, he's like us, he's watching football. One more time, give Sal a call at 714-894-7267. A visit to his shop is worth it just to enjoy all the Rams memorabilia. But he also provides that old barbershop experience while talking football and much more. Trust me, folks, you won't regret it. He even managed to make me and Derek look pretty good and turn Johnny into Magic Johnny. He did. Magic Johnny can dance now. Hey, and don't forget, folks, seriously, he is by appointment only. He's not playing around on that. So, And I'm saying that because he actually just earmarks time just for you. You guys will talk football until you're blue in the face. We get to stay there for two hours when we went in there. But he had to point. We had to go. So make sure you call and make that appointment. Don't, don't just walk in because odds are you're going to make a trip and not get what you want because they'll be cutting somebody else's hair. That's just how it is. All right. The AFC South norm. Who's your playoff Who's your playoff teams? Who's your division winners? Who's your goats? Well, I have. This is the South, right? This is the AFC South. I have two teams going to the playoffs from the AFC South. 
I have the Jacksonville Jaguars going 12-4. and four. Bortles is going to have to step it up to do that, but their defense is going to really help them out. Uh, it's a tough division. It's uh, very similar to the NFC North. I have three teams with 10 wins or more, and it's going to be an interesting... It's going to be really interesting how it works out. But I have Jacksonville going 12-4, and four, and I have the Tennessee Titans going 11-5 and five, and squeaking in as a wild card. Houston Texans I have at 10-6, and six, and then the Colts I have at 5-11. and 11. All right, for me, the Colts 5-11. and 11. I have the Titans going 8-8. Eight and eight. I just don't have the same faith I think you have in Marcus Mariota. I just don't. Jacksonville Jaguars finishing 12-4 and four and earning a wild card spot. I have the Houston Texans going 13-3, and three, winning the division. And, of course, this is all if Deshaun Watson stays healthy. If he doesn't stay healthy... You might as well drop six wins off that right there. Six, seven wins, probably. That's really what it is. It'll, it'll be all of a sudden, you'll see that Titans and Jaguars moving up. I really like what Watson brings to that team. He brings that entire roster, the leadership. I've, I I saw Watson in college tear up my Buckeyes. I saw Watson, you know, Watson perform in championship games. I've seen him cross the. Nothing he did last year before he got hurt shocks me. I really like how the Texas team is built. If he stays healthy, 13-3. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not as quite as high on them as you are. You know, their defense is really good, but they have a lot of injury issues there as well. So if they get hurt or, you know, if if the quarterback gets hurt, they're, they're sunk. But I, I had some faith in them. I had them going 10-6. and six. But I, I think the Titans have improved a lot. I think you're going to see some good things out of them this year. And I and it really could be Houston eleven and five and Tennessee ten and six. Either way, I, I, it was really close for me. But uh, I have Jacksonville the same as you at twelve and four, but winning the division. In Jacksonville, it really comes down to how far can Blake Bortles take you? Because you know the defense will get you enough, will get you far enough. Count can Bortles do enough to get you to the next level? And so can he make a fewer mistakes? The fewer mistakes Bortles makes, the better they'll do. It's not how well he'll play. It's how many mistakes does he make. If he doesn't make many, they'll do okay. Well, that's part of playing well, though. You know, sure. It, but you're not going to see many 300-yard games out of Bortles. No, you won't. You should, though. You should. That's a problem. You, in order for you to really play in this, this modern age, you need to have a quarterback who can at least provide you that. doesn't mean he will provide you that, but has – Capability to be consistent with that, and right now he just doesn't make enough smart decisions. And then he didn't do it last year either. But look how far they got. So I, I'm I'm confident that he's going to be a little better this year, and that's why I had him going 12 and four and winning the division. Okay, so for me, it's the Texans win the division, the Jaguars getting the wild card. Those are my two playoff teams. For you, it's Jacksonville and Tennessee. Jacksonville and Tennessee. Okay, so the AFC South is set. Now we go to the NFC South. And this is where things are interesting because <sighs> two legitimate Super Bowl contenders in one division. How do you see this? Are you bouncing off your mic or what? <laughs> I, I hit my hand on, on the uh, <laughs> table. Well, again, I have two teams from this division making the playoffs, probably the same two that you do. Uh, I actually have a tie at the top of the division with New Orleans and Atlanta both going 12-4. and four. But New Orleans won in the tiebreaker and going in as a division winner and Atlanta going in as the wild card. I have the Panthers struggling this year. 
I don't think they're going to have as good of running game and, and stuff as they've had in the past. I've got them going 4-12. and 12. That's probably a little harsh, but that's where I have them. And the Buccaneers, with the whole Jameis Winston implosion and stuff, they've got a tough schedule. I got them at 3-13. and 13. Here's the crazy thing about Tampa Bay. If you actually look at their roster, they have some serious talent there. They do. They have a lot of talent there. They should not be a 3-13 team. But they start off with Jameis Winston being out. Then they get into the Mivet schedule. It's super hard when he comes back. I have them 3-13 as well. That team's going to fire Dirk Cotter at the end of the year. Yep. And all of a sudden, they're going to go out there. And this, this division is about to flip here in the next year or two. Drew Brees will be retiring soon. Who knows what's going to happen out there in Carolina. I have Carolina going 7-9. I have very little faith in Cam Newton at this point to finish the job. I, I pointed out here in one of my articles that he's in his career thus far, he's only completed 60% of his passes, I think it's twice. In seven years, so he's entering his eighth year, he's only thrown over 30 touchdown passes once. It's his running ability that keeps him where he is. That's it. So what else is he doing? And what kind of weapons have the Panthers really given him over the years? Not much. No. So I read the other preview articles out that are out there. I read the other experts. They, they're higher. They have him minimum, minimum going 10-6, 11-5. and I just don't see it. No, nope, I don't either. I don't see it. I see him at 7-9, maybe 8-8. Eight and eight. I have the Falcons, though, at 14-2, and two, finishing second. And I have the Saints at 14-2, and two, finishing second. I mean, finishing first. Saints win the division over the tiebreaker. Both teams going 5-1 and one in the division. And I just meant basically the Saints and Falcons, they split their games. That's how I have it going. I have uh, Atlanta 4-2 and two in the division and New Orleans 5-1 and one in the division. That's... But, but otherwise, we're right there. Yep, so the Saints 14-2, Falcons 14-2, Panthers 7-9, Buccaneers 3-13. Yep, I'm 12-4, 12-4, Carolina 4-12, Tampa Bay 3-13. Now there's one thing, though, that kind of sits the back of my mind. If you go back to last year at the Saints game when we did our preview, we had Katie Drummond from Saints Wire on, and he made a point, and I remember watching film and thinking, you know, you're right. The point he made was Drew Brees' ball is not as, shall I say, it's more interceptable now. <laughs> That's how he worded it. <laughs> it's, you know, he is starting to, he's getting older. He is starting to lose some of that zip. And I keep wondering, two things happens. Does Drew Brees take that step back this year? Does Drew Brees possibly get hurt? He's 40. At some point here, the, the well is going to break on Drew Brees. Well, he's and, got one hell of a running game to rely on right now. So I really think that's going to be the difference. I don't think if they had that running game... He would have as good a season, but because of that running game, I think he's still viable back there. But it's it's getting close to his time to to go in the broadcaster's booth, where I think he'll end up. <laughs> well, another thing too is don't forget Mark Ingram suspended. They lucked out though; that first part of the schedule is fairly manageable, and they can deal with it. Right. But geez, there are some things that can go. Hmm. This team can go fourteen and two, but. They're just a couple little things away, you know, a couple things from happening with going 10 and 6 or worse. Drew Brees being the big one. Right. So, and I think it's why I went and got Teddy Bridgewater. Yep, I do too. I think he's their future. And uh, by the way, that was, a, that was a smart move. I agree. Smart move. Okay. So there we go, guys. We are almost done with our preview. 
you know we're saving the NFC West for last, right? You know we have to do that. We have to build up to that. Summer is almost over. We are in our last Sunday without football. It is next Sunday. We have our beautiful, hey, Thursday, Thursday with the Eagles and Falcons. So with that happening, you know that some of those schools around the country are starting to close, but not in SoCal. It's not in SoCal. It's almost always year-round. And so if you need work done to get ready for this this season, you can hop in the pool, watch some games while you're there. You can remodel, resurface, you can put in a new one. Check out Jayhawk Pool Plaster Remodeling at 4780 East Wesley Avenue in Anaheim, California. Jayhawk Pool Plaster Remodeling serves Orange County and the Southland. They're run by Jayhawk, the eldest son of Orlando John Hawk. He built this business on a mantra of fantastic results and amazing customer service. So head over to jayhawkpools.com. Take a look at their work. You can see the quality in their finishes and in the testimonies provided by past customers. And they're good testimonies, folks. So they want to remodel. Service or even put a new pool, give Jayhawk a call at 714 695 0700. Again, that's 714 695 0700. You can also email them at info at jayhawkpools.com. It's a great opportunity to support our podcast and help fellow members of the Rams family. Check them out. If you need work done, you'll be legit. And our nightly sponsor call. It is almost here that NFL season will preview the night. If you like, to sponsor us and get some good advertising here. This is a great and expensive way to do it is with us. Do it with us. Okay? Our numbers are growing crazy fast. We're getting in early now. We'll save you some money. Email us at ramstalk1945 at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 657-666-5453. Yes, we have a media kit ready to get out to you. You ready to finish this ballgame? You bet. You bet? Okay. We move over now to the AFC West. Who are your playoff teams, and who's in the dumpster? I only have one playoff team, and that's the Los Angeles Chargers. The Los Angeles Chargers. Okay, what's your record here? I'm not as high on them as a lot of the experts out there say. Uh, I have them going 9-7 and and winning the division. I have the division not doing as well as a lot of people think. Uh, I have the Denver Broncos coming in second at 7-9. and I have the Oakland Raiders coming in at 6-10. And, and I have the Kansas City Chiefs really struggling this year at 5-11. and 11. Oh, I need you to explain this, man. I need you to get me deep because we are so different here. It's not even funny. Well, we've been pretty close the same way, but the Chargers are going to start off hot and strong, and then they're going to do like they do every year, and they're going to falter at the end of the season. So that's what I see going on with them. They have a lot of talent, but I just... I just don't see them being as talented as, let's say, the other Los Angeles team. So uh, nine and seven for them is a good record. I they could get to ten wins, but I, I just don't see it. I don't see it like everybody else does. I went through game by game, and I just don't see it. Uh, Denver, Case Keenum's going to get them to seven and nine. They got a defense. They don't have a ton of offense, but I can see them being seven and nine. And honestly, Oakland and KC, you could flip flop them either one. I see them being at the at the bottom. Uh, Gruden's going to struggle his first year, and uh, you know he just traded away his best player on the team, Khalil Mack, for a bag of chips and a couple lottery tickets. Well, two first round picks. I mean, yeah, but still, you got a proven commodity on the field, and you got two first round picks that could be busts. And he gave away a second. And, well, they got a second back too. I don't know. I. I'm really interested in your thoughts on the Chiefs more than anything else, because that's where our biggest difference is. 
I don't have as much faith in Patrick Mahomes as everybody else. I think he's going to turn. The reason KC has been so good for so long is they had Alex Smith, who didn't turn the ball over, and they had a defense that caused turnovers. I don't think their defense is going to cause as many turnovers, and I think Patrick Mahomes is going to give up more turnovers. Generally, they're really skewed in the in the plus and minuses of, of turnovers, I don't think I think they're going to be either level or even actually turn it over more than they get a turnover. So that's why I see them struggling this year and falling to either six and ten or five and eleven. But I don't see them being as tough as they normally are. And I think it's getting close to time for Andy Reid to go. Wow, wow. Okay, so I'm going to start from the bottom. I have the Broncos going two and fourteen. <laughs> I, 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 I can see it. I don't like the offense there at all. I have no faith in their head coach, Vance Joseph. I just don't see anything going with them. I I know they have a, a solid defense. I know that that defense will keep them in games. And it's not really even case team as much as I don't like who's around them. I don't like what they're doing. And I may end up being too tough on them, but at 2-14, and 14, I have them right now. I have the Raiders next at 4-12. I think the, what just happened up there in Oakland – probably really just killed the morale on that team. I don't see how it couldn't. You didn't even negotiate with your star. You didn't even talk to him. Well, I don't think they had the opportunity. They've had months of opportunity. I, I, I don't think Mac was very interested. John Gruden didn't even call the guy. I mean... Yeah, I mean, you could be right. I mean, it could go either way. But yeah, I agree. They Khalil Mack, within, within hours of being traded to the Bears, signs this massive deal. What that tells me is you just didn't try. I have the Razor four twelve. I have the Chiefs ten and six, and it's not. It's more like their schedule because they have to face the NFC West. The NFC West is iffy this year. They have weaker teams in my view in the Raiders and Broncos. I have them going ten and six. I don't like their defense that much, like just like you're saying, but they have enough pieces that are there to get something done. It's more along the lines of they have a lot of offense and they're going to outscore a lot of teams. Will Mahomes make some mistakes? Yes. Will a certain former one one year Rams fan by the name of Kayla North probably re, re, you know go back on some of his words? Yes. But I have him ten and six. I have the Chargers at fifteen and one. <laughs> I I really like this Chargers roster from top to bottom, and their schedule again facing a middling NFC West. And a weak AFC West is what gets them there. Do the Chargers go fifteen and one in the a- in the NFC? No, they don't. Do they go fifteen and one with their schedule as it is? Yeah, I haven't beaten the Patriots too, and because I, I think they are better than the Patriots right now. So yeah, I, I you know I want some of the Kool Aid you're drinking. But, I'm not saying I'm high on them. It's just how it panned out. I'm going through them. Okay, yeah, going here, going here, and. You know, I'm more along the lines, in this case, when I was going through the, the whole simulation, I wasn't thinking in terms of, I probably should have. Because the talent to me is 15-1 with that, with the roster and the schedule. But knowing where they failed in the past, it probably should be a little lower. Or in your case, I have, a lot. I have, I have a team that has the talent to be 15-1, and one, but it's not the Chargers. Well, I think we're about to talk about them in a minute. So there you go. My playoff teams, though. I have the Chiefs getting at the sixth seed, and I have the Chargers getting the game of the one seed. So, there you go. And now we go to the NFC West. And I think we'll probably be a lot closer here. I think you and I have talked enough to know we're, we're somewhere in that order. 
Okay. I have to say, if you have the Chargers going 15 and 1, you better have the Rams going 15 and 1. I don't. I do. I don't. And I'll I have the Rams going 15 and 1 and winning the division. Their only loss is to, or- is to New Orleans in New Orleans. Okay. So we differ a little bit. <laughs> I figured we would. Um, I thought about it a lot today. The, it's it's the opposite of the Oakland situation where the Rams are really confident. Donald's on the field. He's going to be in the first game. Confidence is high. I just I looked at the roster over and over and over again like I do all the time. Obviously, I look at their roster a lot more than the other teams. It was tough for me to even have them losing in New Orleans. If they play to their potential, if they come together as a team and that culture sticks around that he brought in, that McVay brought in last year... I have them going 15 and 1. People can think I'm a homer. I am. But looking at it objectively, it, it's 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 going to be a year for the Rams. I, like I told you the last now our last podcast. I think this team is more talented than the greatest show on turf team. They haven't proven themselves like that team, but there's more talent on this team. And I really think we're looking at the number 1 offense and a top 3 defense and a top 3 special teams. And that's why I have them with the best record in the NFL going into the playoffs. Okay, well, what about the rest of the division? We're gonna, I'm going to give you my view of the Rams here in a second, but I would do want to hear about the rest of the division for you. I have the 49ers going 7-9, and nine, going 3-3 three and three in the division. I have the Seahawks going 6-10. and 10. I know some people are still a little high on the Seahawks. I, I think the 49ers eclipse them this year, not by much. And so they're going 6-10 and 10 with 2-4 uh, and four in the division. And I have the Cardinals winning one game, one and fifteen, one and five in the division. I'm guessing Sam Bradford probably gets hurt in week one for you then. Uh week three, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I have the Rams well let me let me back up. Let me go up and go down the other way. I have the Cardinals going six and ten. I think they have enough toughness left over there to do well. I don't know when Sam Bradford gets hurt. So six and ten, I think they'll be they have pieces. They have enough players who are winners. So I don't think they go as they. I don't think they'll bottom out like you are saying they're going to bottom out. The Seahawks I have an eight name, and that's just Russell Wilson alone. They still have other pieces there as well. They're not going to be a world beater ten, six, eleven, five, twelve, and four like that. But Russell Wilson to me is still, you know, a top five quarterback. He wins games he shouldn't win. Eight name. I had the four hundred nine and seven. I had them beating the Rams once, and I'll explain why. Here in a second, I have them going three and three in division. I had the Rams going thirteen and three, five and one in the division, and really one of their losses is the Saints in New Orleans. The other loss is the loss to the 49ers in the last game of the season because I think they're going to sit their starters in that game. That was what I was going to say. After all this, my my clause would be like last year: if they sit their starters, they might go fourteen and two. So, and I, I forget who else I had them losing to. It was... Probably Minnesota. No, I think I have them beating Minnesota. I think I have them losing to the Bears in the road. Oh, okay. So, which I, all of a sudden we talked about, are you and I going to go to the Lions game this year or to the Bears game? All of a sudden that Bears game is looking kind of appetizing. But on the same token, I'm not sure I want to take a trip to Detroit to watch them, you know, destroy someone. I don't know. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we will. But... Right now, that's how I'm looking at. I'm not looking at the Rams as being a worse team at 13 and three than the Chargers at 15 and one. I'm just seeing how the schedule will kind of work out for them. And in the end, 
Another thing that might get them to play that last game, though, is home field. But I'm just looking at Sean McVay last year, and he didn't really throw a whole bunch of merit into finishing the top three seed compared to a, top, to a number four seed or whatever. So, I don't know. I have him at 13-3. I have him playing very well throughout the year. They lose a couple of close games. I think the Bears' defense is, could cause them problems. That Bears' defense is just all over the place in terms of talent. So, well, I was we'll skeptical see. to say the Rams would do as well as they did last year, but I went ahead and took the risk, and they did. So I'm I'm taking that risk again and saying they're going to be 15 and one unless they do like they did last year and don't play the starters in the last week, where they'll be 14 and two. They'll still be the number one seed in the NFC. That's how I see it. Well, of course, if something major happens to it, you know, to a, a big time player, which you we're not going to say any names because they're knock on wood there. Right, but that's with any team, and that's with the yeah. division. So, so the the playoffs overall, I have it looking like this. In the AFC, I have the Chiefs going to New England in the wild card game. The Steelers on the way to Jacksonville. I have the Eagles going to the Packers. I have the Falcons going to the Vikings. How did how does yours line up for the wild card weekend? I have the Titans going to the Patriots, and I have the Ravens going to the Chargers. I have the Saints playing the Falcons, and I have the Cowboys playing Vikings. Okay, so that's your wild card. I have the the Patriots being the Chiefs. I have the moving on play the Texans at home. I have the Steelers being the Jaguars, getting their vengeance. I have the Eagles beating the Packers, and I have the Falcons beating the Vikings. I have the Patriots beating the Titans. In a shocker, I have the Ravens beating the Chargers. I have the Saints. Oh, wait a minute. That's what it was. It was the Bears and the Falcons, not the Saints and the Falcons. That's oh, I freaked this up. Okay. Yeah, okay. So I have the Bears beating the Falcons, and then I have the Saints playing the Bears, and then I have the Rams playing the Vikings. And that week, and I have the Rams taking the win, I have the Saints taking the win, I have the Steelers taking the win, and I have the Jaguars beating the Patriots. Okay, so that divisional playoff weekend, I have the Texans beating the Patriots, I have the Chargers beating the Steelers, I have the Rams beating the Eagles, and I have the Saints beating the Falcons. So that takes to my final four being the Texans and Chargers, and the Rams and the Saints. What's your final four now? Well, we're the same on the NFC. I have the Rams versus the Saints, and I have the Steelers versus the Jaguars. Okay. So I have the Chargers beating the Texans in the AFC. I have the Steelers beating the Jaguars. Okay. Now, this is where my this is where it goes back to what we were talking about, 15-1 versus 13-3. This is and the whole playoff thing. I have the Saints hosting the game against the Rams based off of historic, you know, you know, with Sean McVay's history with not giving a crap, and this comes back to bite him, Saints beat the Rams in that in that game. Now, my thought is, if the Rams actually go get home field, this will be different. Yeah, because I, I have them with home field, so I have the Rams beating the Saints, and I have the Steelers beating the Jaguars for a rematch of the 1979 Super Bowl. Okay, so my Super Bowl is the Saints and Chargers with the Saints winning. Your Super Bowl is the Rams and Steelers. And I'm guessing you have the Rams. Super so you're champions. Okay. I'm predicting they make it this year. Okay, so hey, folks, just so there's no haters here, I hope I'm wrong. Okay, I hope Norm's the one who's right here. 
I want the Rams to go. It's just been something I've been waiting for now since, you know. 2000. <laughs> it's been a long time. So, so I, I'm not doing this to appease the listeners. I'm not doing this to appease fans. This is how I actually looked at it personally and said, you know what? This is how I see it falling out. I went through it 15 different times, kept coming up with the same results. And uh, I've got the Rams beating the Steelers in the Super Bowl 33-27 to 27 in a close that'll, game. That will be a hell of a game. Okay. Uh, and Todd Gurley taking Super Bowl MVP. So there's one more thing I want. Well, two more things I want to do before we go. Okay. Because we, we've, we've been on that for a while, and it's been a been an interesting podcast. I'm still feeling under weather. Can't get my words out straight, so I want to get out of here. But, folks, we have we know we have a lot of new people coming on board uh, to listen to the show. We know it because we see the numbers. Okay. And so many of you don't even know us. So I want to, real briefly, and I'm going to ask our other guys to do the same for their shows, too, as we start the season, reintroduce ourselves to you. So, Norm, tell folks about you, how long you've been a fan, what you've done for a living, and uh, things like that, without telling people all your juicy details, you know, like the fact that you wear a certain piece of clothing around the house that we won't feel known about. (laughs) Well, I was born in Los Angeles, uh, have been a Rams fan my entire life. My uncle, who is now a Chargers fan that lives in L.A., which we're trying to convert. Reconvert. Yeah, back to the Rams. uh, Got me hooked on them when I was younger, and I've stuck with them through all the good and bad. More bad than good, but I've stuck with them. Went to, I lived in Oregon most of my life. Well, I coached high school football, actually junior high school, grade school, junior high school, and high school varsity uh, football. Coached my son, coached against a lot of coaches that are now in the college ranks, uh, coaching in the Pac-12 network. And uh, I am also on an outdoor show called Horn Stars Outdoors on the Pursuit Channel. I'm an avid hunter and fisherman, but mostly I'm just kind of an, a sports freak when it comes to football. I analyze everything. I watch everything over and over again. You know, most people watch a three-hour football game. I watch that game, and then I spend about 12 hours reviewing film on that game uh mostly on my team but also on the opponent that we're facing the next week so i'm kind of the nuts and bolts x's and o's uh kind of guy all right well my name is Derek c paul i am a long time rams fan it was my goal my dream to start a rams website it became really a thing that happened for me when i was you know contributing to god sports and god contributing network and and sort of thinking about what I really want to do. There's a time for me to pursue this dream, and that's why I decided to do it. So we opened this site up. It was meant to be a journalist site. We're in Cubs team down the middle. And over time, you know, as things have gone on, realizing you know, more and more, people can call us a blog if they want. We're here to cover the team no matter how we frame it. I became a Rams fan by literally by chance. I chose between a Rams helmet and a Raiders helmet. Between my sister and I, I got the Rams helmet. I became a Rams fan. I've been a Rams fan ever since. I've, you know... Been there and done that on a T-shirt. I can remember the night the Rams won the Super Bowl, actually praying to the Lord above that if the Rams won the Super Bowl, I'd never ask for anything again about the Rams. I kind of regret saying that prayer now. Um, <laughs> I can still say it, so. Uh, yeah. The, um, I teach. I'm a soul studies teacher in Northeast Ohio currently. I am a history teacher. I also teach a class in American pop culture and sports history. So this is where I come into our podcast. I'm the data guy. I'm the history guy. I'm the one that remembers the names, the numbers, the, the, what the players did, what players have done. 
who did what. If you ask me X's and O's, I, I've coached football, but my X's and O's are nowhere near what norms are. So I'm the data guy. I'm the history guy. He's the X's and O guy. And that's how we work together. And so there you go. There's, that's our team for this podcast. Norm and I are here on Rams Talk Radio. So there we go. And now as we transition from that awkward silence where Norm is staring at me through the screen, <laughs> I do want to go ahead and close up the shop here. We do have our trivia question. Okay, by the way, our winners from last week, Mark Morland and Matthew Jerguy, I'll be sending you both books. Email me the answer to this question at ramstalk1945 at gmail.com to win a copy of Hollywood's Team by Jim Hawk. Your question this week is what did the Rams receive from the Philadelphia Eagles in their 1958 trade for Norm Van Brocklin? What did the Rams receive from the Eagles in their 1958 trade for Norm Van Brocklin? Do you know? I do. Outstanding. Outstanding. Okay. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at TalkRams and on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Rams Talk. You can join the Rams Talk Room group. You can find me on Twitter at DC Paul. You can find Norm at Norm Hightower. Don't forget to iTunes. If you like what we do, if you really want to see us grow, please subscribe. A five-star review would be really appreciated. Eventually, somebody will get us to 100 and we'll give that gift card away. It may be... Hopefully, it's before Norm dies. Find us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Player FM, iHeartRadio. For Norm, this is Derek C. Paul. Take it easy. Adios. control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. Let's say you make it to the top. What's next? Relish in the glory of your accomplishments? Okay, sure, for a minute. But then you move forward. Take the 2021 Escalade. Cadillac's newest arrival is more than just a celebration of iconic luxury. It's the most technologically advanced Escalade ever. Because arriving is just the beginning. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. For the ones standing guard, for the eagle-eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them, we are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com/safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.